Find Your Focus is a recharging space for the ambitious introverted woman. Grab a quick energy boost and reflect on how you want to show up as an introverted leader in your personal and professional life. Here's some inspiring stories of people around the world who've done things differently from society's extroverted expectations. Your host, Heather, a woman's leadership and life transitions coach, founder of a restored radiance coaching for the ambitious introvert, international communicator and marketer, world traveler, UK expat and fellow introvert. Heather aims to help ambitious introverted women find their unique leadership voice and create life transition roadmaps from career changes to moving countries or cities. Join Heather every Tuesday to find your focus, to fill your mindset with positivity and motivation to go after your dreams using your own unique energy blueprint. Your perceived weaknesses are your powerhouse. Here is your host. Hello, ambitious introverts. It is Heather here, and thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Find Your Focus for Ambitious Introverts. Today, we are talking all about being an introverted entrepreneur. So any multi-passionate, ambitious introverts out there who have been thinking about creating a business or perhaps are even in the starting phases of creating their business, this episode is for you. We talk about mindset, um, pushing past the fears that you may have as you consider um, setting sail on a new course and out on your own. And Sarah has this really interesting um, uh, definition called the introverted hangover. So I'll let her dive into that and explain what that is. I didn't even know um, it had a name. I love that she created this name and I um, definitely have felt that in the past. Um, she gives some tips on how to deal with that introverted hangover and why mindset is important as an entrepreneur. So today's guest is Sarah Lewis. She's an introverted entrepreneur success coach. And Sarah loves to empower introverted small business owners to use their personality to their advantage. As the founder of Introverts Emerge, she created a brand dedicated to the growth of introverted entrepreneurs. Through coaching and training, Sarah helps entrepreneurs put themselves out there, gain confidence, and grow their business successfully. She has written for multiple trade journals, including the Idea Fitness Journal, Personal Fitness Professional, and sparkpeople.com. When she's not coaching, you can find Sarah relaxing at home, walking her dog, or reading a good book. And without further ado, enjoy this episode. Hi, ladies. I'm so excited to bring to you today our guest on the pod. She is Sarah Lewis, and she's an introverted entrepreneur success coach. Sarah, it's lovely to have you on the pod. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. Well, ladies, she's here to talk all about um, introverted life and specifically talking about minimizing the introverted hangover. So before we dive in deep on that end, um, Sarah, I'm going to ask you a couple of introverted icebreakers if you're cool with that. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Excellent. So I love asking all the guests because I think there's different answers and different reasons for this. But how and why did you um, do you identify as an ambitious introvert? Well, so back in middle school, I took the Myers-Briggs personality test. 
Um, so that was a while ago. But, you know, back then I got the, the I, of course, for introvert. Um, so that, I mean, that I so it's been in my life since then, as far as I can remember. That was my first, like, exposure to it. Um, but I didn't really start identifying with it until I had a child. And it was like, oh, now I truly understand, like, that I really need, like, alone time and that running a business and having a child, like, sap your energy, you know, like, all the hats we wear in life, like, like, wow, like, I really need alone time, I really just want some quiet, like, I want to, I need a day of it so that I feel myself again, so, yeah, so it wasn't until more recently that, like, yeah, that I really feel like I started dialing into my introversion, um, yeah, and I think the ambitious part comes in that I'm an entrepreneur, which is an ambitious endeavor, <laughs> um, just being an entrepreneur. Um, yeah, and it, I mean, it takes a lot of courage and persistence to be an entrepreneur and ambition. Kind of feel like those are synonymous, ambition and entrepreneurship. Wow, yeah, I, I am so curious as well, actually, because I don't have kids, but I'm so curious to hear um, your kind of experience as a mom and as an introverted mom and how you balance, um, you know, life and business and mom life as well. Um, that must be quite a challenge. It is. Um, you know, when the baby is born, you're like, that's like your whole life. You have to, you like, I, I waited a long time to have a child because I like was selfish and I liked my own time and my freedom. And, um, you get you give that all up and you give up quiet because you have an infant they cry a lot <laughs> a lot you know like for various reasons since they can't communicate any other way um and you don't have time to leave your house and if you're nursing it's like every two hours that you're feeding the baby and it's just it's a huge drain on your energy let alone like minus the sleep that you're going through but even after you get to the infant stage it's like then the toddlers who never stop talking and now that my daughter just turned six it's like even if she's playing by herself she's talking to herself or she's speaking out loud while she's enacting this whole like pretend sequence of events or she's singing or she has this microphone that we <laughs> bought her which maybe we shouldn't have because now we're just amplifying everything so she's talking <laughs> into the microphone <laughs> And it's like, oh, now she's even louder, even though she's playing by herself. So, yeah, like, just being around that kind of, like, nonstop stimulation is is draining. And there's days when, like, if I've been, like, had a busy day, like, just in my own work, and then she comes home and is, like, getting kind of hyper and, like, playing and talking and singing and dancing, and, Mom, you watch me and all that. It's like, holy smokes, like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I manage it by like saying, okay, you do need to play by yourself, and I will sit here and watch you. But I'm like, I can't, I can't engage with you. Sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't, depending on where my energy level is at. Um, but she's an only child, so she likes me to be around her, even still. Like she'll play by herself as long as I'm in the same room with her. Um, yeah, but I do take alone days now. Like, I, I schedule alone days. Like, I tell my husband, like, okay, like, I'm going to be out of the house. I'm going to get, I'm going to go get a massage. I'm going to go do some journaling work. <laughs> I'm going to have, like, a straight up alone day. I try and do once a quarter, but if I'm lucky, I get, like, every other month. 
Um, but yeah, so it's like I give myself those days just to recharge. Mm. Uh, I can I can only imagine at this stage, and that's it's definitely something that's been on my mind um, as I consider having kids in the future um, and trying to manage my own um, energy levels. So that's yeah. really helpful with the um, recommendation for an alone day, um, yeah. as much as you can fit that into your schedule. See, when it comes to introvertedness, um, especially in society, I know. Um, your 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 work surrounds um, introversion as well, Sarah. So I'm curious to hear your riff on this. But um, I think society um, tends to give a rap, bad rap uh, um, to introverts. You know, we're the shy weirdos, wallflowers, or you know, the quiet ones. And all those adjectives that are used to describe introverts are usually negative. And so. Um, as you grow up um, and you start to realize that you might be more introverted, that can tend to sh- your perspective can tend to be a bit warped or biased because of that. So for you, what would you say is the best part about being an introvert? That's such a hard question. I feel like there's a hundred ways to answer that. <laughs> but <laughs> um, the thing that comes to my mind is like we're the smart ones, right? Like. We are the ones who read the most, in, in most cases. We are the ones who learn. We're the ones who deep dive into topics that we're really interested in. Um, we observe and we take things in. Um, and we think about things before we say them. So even though all those adjectives that you said like are perceived as negative, if you can kind of flip the switch, it's like, oh, but those are our strengths. And if we play into them and see them as strengths rather than like a negative thing, then it's like, oh, like, yeah, like <laughs> I can own this thing. Like I can be an introvert and still shine and not hide in the shadows. A hundred percent. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I think that's when, like you said, our true power comes into play is when we we no longer try to hide or cover up or just run away from our our own essence. We then own yeah. that strength and then things become a bit more effortless because of that when you, yeah. you dip into your own yeah, power. Yeah, you're not fighting your, like, your nature, yeah. Exactly. So I know you mentioned that um, you took the Meyer-Briggs um, test when you were in school. So can you tell me a little bit about your own journey to where you, uh, to get you to where you are today and how being an introvert played into that? So I was shy and introverted. And that was one of the things I learned from reading the book, Quiet, The Power of Introverts They Can't Stop Talking, is that shy and introversion are two different things. And that was like, that was like one of my huge takeaways from that book. It was like, oh, okay so I was both (laughs) like I just remember like one specific instance from high school that my mom like I made really good grades in high school you know no issues a good student my mom came home from parent-teacher conferences when I was a junior I believe in high school and my French teacher had told her that I need to raise my hand more in class because he knew that I knew the right answers because obviously I was making good grades, but that I wasn't participating in class. So, and that was like, you know, like a dagger in the heart, like, but I, why do I need to do that? Like, if I'm getting the good grades, isn't that enough proof? <laughs> so there I am, like, forcing myself to raise my hand to give an answer. 
simply because that's what the French teacher was requesting of me. So as I look back on my past, I'm like, there are instances of like, okay, that was like a shy thing or an introverted thing. But I ended up majoring in exercise science in college and spent the first like 19 years of my professional career as a personal trainer, like working in the fitness industry. Started my own business. And in December of 2018, I like wrote out this annual roadmap, it's called, and I like planned out my entire 2019 year. Like, okay, I'm gonna kill it this year in my fitness business. Like, here's all the steps I'm gonna do. Like, this thing was like pages long and how I was gonna really rock 2019. And then in January of 2019, I looked at this thing and was like, I don't wanna do this. I don't care. (laughs) like I literally had no motivation after writing pages and being motivated like it was gone for whatever reason and so I was you know I think back and I'm like wow like okay now 20 years into the fitness business and I don't want to do this anymore like I need something else and that's where I really started aligning with aligning with like what are you passionate about and what things have you overcome in your life and I'm like oh introversion like there's no reason, like, all the things that have brought me to today, like being a business owner, entrepreneur for 10 years, going on 11 now, it's like, oh, like, I, I did learn how to talk on video, like, I did learn how to take a selfie and put myself, you know, out there on social media, oh, I, I did learn to go to networking events, so all the things that I think introverts, like, fear, um, I learned how to, I, there's a way, there's a way to get there, so I was like, okay, so in 2019, I was like, okay, I'm going to help other introverts move through these things because I know it's possible. And it's not because I'm an introvert, it's because they were fierce. So yeah, so that's kind of like now about a year later-ish where I am coaching introverts is because I'm super aligned with it. I am that girl. Yeah, that's how I got here. Oh, I love that journey. And I so relate as well, like from when you were saying the the teacher telling you to raise your hand more. I had my my second grade teacher, Mrs. Little, write on the report card to my mom. And she said, Heather's so lovely. She's so nice. It'd be nice if she talked more. (laughs) Or no, it wasn't even more. It would be nice if she talked. That's what it was. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. But, um, and I loved how... Like you were saying that you almost came full circle from being that child in French class to then going out into the world, being an entrepreneur, running your own business. And then when you got to that stage in your business where you wanted to pivot, you came right back to who you were at the beginning. So that's a, that's a really beautiful full circle. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I haven't thought about it as a full circle moment, but I see it now that you've said it. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that moment when, or maybe the length of time rather, that it took for you to realize that you were no longer aligned with your your PT um, business. Can you talk us through kind of that experience and, and those feelings? Because I know that like, you know, if people are listening to this podcast and in that moment themselves, they might be battling a lot of feelings and a lot of anxieties or challenges and they might not be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So could you share a little bit of your insight? Yeah, like it was it was it was hard and easy at the same time. It was hard because it was like I've invested 
so much time into building my personal training business to where it is and I know that because that's like my life like I've spent the past 20 years doing that and it, and and that was the hard part like okay I'm gonna literally have to start from zero because my personal training clients aren't gonna be like oh yeah I need to be coached on my business now <laughs> like so I had to start from a whole new audience and that was scary it was like okay but I have done it once so because I built my PT business from the ground up I'm like okay so I can do it again but it's starting over is scary and yeah it was definitely a pivot but I also have a coach who coaches me um, and she's like yeah no you're you're aligned with this like move forward I think it's the same as anyone who wants to move from a nine-to-five job to entrepreneurship like you just do it in little stages so yeah, it's just like that con- consistency. I feel like that word just like follows me around now. Like, just be consistent, <laughs> and eventually you'll get there. And so I've been working on building my email list and running Facebook ads and being consistent on Instagram as my main platform. I mean, it, it's it's scary. It, it's scary, but it's it's looking back like, have I tackled this somewhere in my past before? And the answer is like, usually yes. I've overcome it somewhere. So. Okay, I know I have faith in myself, and I can do it again. Exactly, and um, have there were there any mindset um, blocks that, or you know, barriers that you you had to kick um, kick open um, as you were up leveling into your new role? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it sounds funny, but the imposter syndrome was there. Um, even though I am an introvert, like I'm totally 100% authentic when I talk about introversion. Um, the funny thing is the more I talk about it, like the, well, the more I'm comfortable with it, but now I actually have to defend it because I have, like, because I don't seem, I'm not shy anymore. <laughs> so I don't seem like an introvert. People are like, but you talk on video, you can't be an introvert. And I'm like, <laughs> that's not the definition of an introvert. <laughs> So I'm like suddenly like defending like this thing like it's, it's so funny I'm like no I really am an introvert <laughs> <laughs> absolutely oh my gosh I, I can so relate I um just doing uh global comms and marketing for the last 10 years people are always shocked um when they say when I say I'm an introvert and because like you said they they assume that shyness equals um introversion and it's yes. like you constantly have, I have constantly have to say, well, no, that's how I, it's how I recharge my energy. That's the, that's what introversion, like, that's where that comes into play. So yeah. would, let's go back to basics for anyone who's listening and going, huh? So what's this difference between shyness and introversion? Can you explain the difference and, and explain what it, introversion is? Yeah, absolutely. So, in, well, first of all, if, any, if anyone hasn't read the book Quiet, I highly, highly, highly recommend it by Susan Cain. It is so validating for introverts. Um, and I learned this through this book, but um, introversion and, and extroversion, for that matter, you're born with. Like, there's a study referenced in that book where they did a study on four-month-old babies where the ones who get, like, really stimulated with, like, lights and sounds were predicted to be introverts and then in their teenage years yeah they turned out to be like the shyer quieter ones so knowing that introversion is something you're born with and you're not just going to grow out of um is is one thing shyness is 
different. Shyness is overcomable. Like you can, like it, personally, my my story exactly. It's moving through fears and gradually like desensitizing yourself to situations so that you can overcome shyness. That's so that's the difference. Like shyness is overcome overcomable and introversion is inherent. That's such a good distinction to make, Sarah. And yes, uh, so ladies, uh, when it comes to shyness, both extroverts and introverts can be shy, just like you yep. were saying, Sarah. On your own journey to becoming the the introverted entre- uh, entrepreneur success coach that you are today, uh, what sort of introverted obstacles did you have in your way? Well, so many because I was that shy girl. But one of the big ones <laughs> that I remember is so going going back to like my fitness fitness years. So like I said previously, like us introverts are the ones who are really well educated, and I love teaching. Like just part of me as a human being, my personality is to teach. I come from a long line of teachers. <laughs> like it's it's in my blood. So I decided that I wanted to be a presenter for this big group exercise certification that's like worldwide recognized. I was going to be the girl who stood up in front of the exam candidates and reviewed all the material with them and then scored them on their exam for the group exercise exam. So to apply for that position, I had to video myself (laughs) before video was like as big as it is now. So I had a video camera luckily and I like set it up and did my talk and I uh, submitted it <laughs> and felt exhausted after I did it, number one. <laughs> but number two, the feedback I got was, you know what, you, you're really smart, you know your stuff, but you were not breathing <laughs> <laughs> on this video. They're like, we could see you like holding your breath, like big sighs, like, well, you know, like I'm just like trying to get all the, <laughs> all the oxygen out because I was only like taking in, taking in. Um, or get all the carbon dioxide out, whatever. But yeah, so it was like, okay, that was my first experience on video. And obviously I was extremely nervous because they could tell through video that I was having trouble breathing as I was presenting material that I knew, like like the back of my hand. So like, so being comfortable talking on video, like even like with without someone on the other side of the camera like it's a little easier when there's actually a person there like because you can pretend you're talking to the person but when you're literally just talking to a screen like your camera it's it's strange and it takes practicing and, and getting used to so I think that was one of the big hurdles that I've overcome is yeah being able to talk on camera comfortably oh fantastic that's such a huge achievement actually because you're absolutely right. When um, I think, especially as introverts, if you're doing the one-on-one or the small group video conferencing, it's great because it's almost like you're sitting in and excelling at just what you do best, which is the one-on-one or small group um, chats. But when you're you're talking to yourself on camera and that's all it is, if you don't have practice, it's hard to imagine the, the person that you're trying to communicate to at the other end. So, yeah. It does take practice. (laughs) So, doable with practice. Yes, exactly. So, when it came to moving past that fear, with everything you've done um, from being a you know two-time entrepreneur, what were some tricks that you used, or some tips rather, that you used to get through that fear? I think running towards the fear. Um, There's a quote 
uh, well, I don't know if I have the quote exactly, but Robin Sharma, um, he said, the more you run towards your fears, the smaller they become. And it's so true. Like, once you start, like, making small steps, like, you realize that you've built something up in your head, like, way more than what actual reality is going to present. (laughs) So, and it strengthens your confidence muscle. Like, I've found, like, yeah, like, the more I do scary stuff, like, it does. It, it, it swear, I swear it gets easier, and it sounds cliche, I'm sure, um, until you actually practice that. And, and But it does honestly get easier. Mm, I always love to say, like, you know, on the other end of fear is something so, is so much greater than you ever imagined. And so it's like pushing through that fear to get to that other side is so important. Yes, yeah. So for that ambitious woman who's listening right now, um, who's thinking, oh, that sounds great, but I'm so exhausted. That sounds exhausting right now. I'm, I'm doing so many things, juggling so many things. What would you um, tell her right now to, to still push through that fear, but also manage her own introverted energy? Yeah, to plan ahead, honestly. Like these, these alone days that I give myself every quarter, they're planned weeks in advance make sure that I get them so like if you know that you're going to have like a busy week like with work and children or or whatever it is or you're going to be doing things that really test your courage or or are making you run to fear a little bit to to know like okay I'm going to need some downtime because that is going to totally sap my energy so it may be like hiring a babysitter like maybe on a early afternoon on a Friday <laughs> like because like us introverts tend to t- t- we don't want to go out to a bar on a Friday night right? <laughs> but like if we went into a coffee shop like from three to five or a library or went just for a very casual walk whatever it is that helps you regain that energy yeah like think about getting help with a babysitter or whatever you need to give yourself that alone time like ahead of time planning is is huge so true yeah it's, it's really just creating that foundation isn't it that um, investing in your own energy before you then create that action yeah 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 so, watching out for yourself first exactly so I I've heard you mention um, on your Instagram as well as your website how to minimize the introverted hangover and so I'm so curious to know what is this introverted hangover and what does it feel like? And oh my God, I'm guessing I probably have had it, but don't even know. So tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the introverted hangover is that tired, drained, completely exhausted, didn't even do anything, but now I'm exhausted feeling like it's feeling like you have a hangover from alcohol, but not having a job of alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) So an example is I went to, so I live in Virginia, and I went to California last fall for a business retreat. So I was with one of my coaches, flew out on a Thursday. The retreat was all day Friday and Saturday. There was only 20 of us, only 20 of us at this retreat. But it was, you know, like from 9 to 7, you know, working on our businesses and sharing ideas and giving each other feedback and all that in a very like low-key situation like we were in Temecula California so it's sunny and warm and in the middle of November like it was beautiful (laughs) but nice gardens like we were in this beautiful setting like it should have been relaxing but I got and, and so it ended Saturday night 
I didn't have a drop of alcohol, not really a drinker, even though there was wine flowing during this retreat. Didn't have a drop of alcohol. Went to bed early. I'm a total nerd. <laughs> or I'm, I'm a party pooper, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, but sleep is important to me. But um, So I got up from my flight on Sunday. I like, got to the airport. And I at the retreat, I had been gifted the book High Performance Habits. And I thought, oh, I have this book about high performance. Like, I am going to learn how to be a high performer. I'm going to read on the plane because I have a direct flight. So I'm going to be on this plane for like five hours, right? And reading is not a taxing activity. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I couldn't comprehend anything. Like, my mind was mush. Granted, I had no, remember, like, I had no alcohol. I slept, you know, enough, got enough sleep. I literally couldn't like function I couldn't comprehend the book so I just decided okay I'm just gonna sleep like that that's what I'm capable of doing right now (laughs) (laughs) I'm so exhausted I'm not gonna try and push myself to read I'm just gonna allow myself like to sleep so I literally put in my earbuds you know had some music on and basically I, I mean I slept a little bit I don't sleep great on planes but it was just the fact that I just allowed myself to do nothing essentially for like four or five hours on this flight so that when I got home, I was better functioning. I was still tired, but I wasn't, I had restored my energy simply because I didn't force myself to do anything. I just rested on the plane. But yeah, that's the introvert hangover, like just being completely drained from even small social interactions. Large ones, of course, are going to drain you, but even these small ones where it's like intense mental periods, that makes so much sense. Um, I'm thinking back to, to all the times that I can definitely relate to that. <laughs> and I think um, it goes back to what you were saying there about how um, introverts are more, we are stimulated more than, um, than extroverts. When it comes down to our energy, sometimes it's zapped a lot quicker for certain things. And I think as women as well, because we're on a certain cycle as well, the 28-day cycle, there'll be some weeks where we'll be able to push through a bit more and others where we just have to be a bit more restful and mindful of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So for women who are like, okay, yes, this um, introverted hangover is real. I'm having one right now. (laughs) How can they get out of that? Or for the ladies who are like, "Mm, I feel one a Bruin, how can they minimize it? Um. Yeah, it's giving yourself permission to take the time that you need. I think we've all been to that point where we just keep pushing and pushing and pushing, and then we either get sick or we end up being, like, extremely mean to our family and, like, regret it later. So it's, yeah, and especially, like, if there's any entrepreneurs listening, like, it's it's hard to step away from your business like that. And I think that's part of the reason why we keep pushing is because it's like, oh, well, if I'm not working, like, my business won't survive. But how well will your business survive if, if you don't have the energy to put into it? So it's kind of like, okay, well, give yourself four hours or a day or, you know, whatever it is that you need. Yeah, so that you can get that energy back so that you're more productive in your, in your line of work. Yeah. 100%. It's, permission. it's a mindset. Yeah, it's definitely a mindset thing. Like, okay, this, you are worth it. You, you need this time. I love that. It's... Yeah, like you're saying, it's it's about building momentum. You can't 
do 120 things at the same level every single day and expect to build that momentum and do it consistently. Uh, You'll burn out that way. Yes. (laughs) I really am interested as well about how you um, work with introverted business owners. So can you talk me through how you support them and some of the maybe the frequent, frequent issues that come up or challenges that come up for them? Yeah, so I work with them online. I, I do all my coaching virtually. Um, so I have a few different courses and coaching programs, um, and that's how we work together. The big issues that I see are mostly surrounding fears. So a lot of the early on work that we do is addressing fears and self-limiting beliefs. Um, which have been, you know, set years ago. And before I worked on my own self-limiting beliefs, like I, was, I never knew they were there until like I really started like looking at them and figuring out, oh, that that got implanted in my brain when I was like seven years old. <laughs> so like, man, like you really don't see those things like when you're a child. So it's a lot of working through fear and self-limiting beliefs. Yeah, self-limiting beliefs. It's it's something that you'll be working through the rest of your life, isn't it? But once when you initially find that that exercise and you start unpicking it, it's so eye-opening. And I think a lot of the things that you you had originally feared, there now starts to become an explanation for why you feared it. And when you shed the light on that uncertainty and that unknown and that fear, it suddenly doesn't seem as scary anymore because you can identify it. You, you're aware of why you have that. And so it loses a lot of its power and its grip over you. And, and you see things with a different perspective. And it's a lot of work, but you constantly revisit those and challenge them and flipping the script is so important. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, like it's, it's a reframing of your mindset for sure. And it's messy. Like I've shed a lot of tears over um, over working through mine. Yeah, it's not fun to do, but it's necessary to do. Mm, I think that's such a good thing to to remind women as well, because you can tend to get into a, a with personal development. You can be some people can get really um, black and white about it. About it's like an all or nothing mentality when it's really just um, something that should be. You know, it's like a, a warm blanket that you should, um, you can pull over you when you need it. You practice it. Um, some days you just need to look after yourself and your energy and you might need to just step away from that and know that you're absolutely okay right now and everything's fantastic and you're right where you need to be right now. Sometimes you just need to take that break and put it away for a bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 a mental break for mm-hmm. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So how do you recharge your own energy these days. I know you were mentioning that, you know, through the years with your daughter, you know, your daughter's at different development stages and, you know, you as a a parent, and I'm sure every parent who's listening to this is like, yes, every single day is different. You have to adapt quickly. (laughs) So where you are right now in your business as a mom and as a business owner, how do you recharge your own energy? Yeah, I think it's not this it's gonna it's gonna sound like I'm a horrible parent that I let my daughter play around me like and but this, this was something that I learned that I'm just not that 
parent who's going to be like climbing the tree with my daughter or, <laughs> you know, being that highly, and I'll take her places like, let's go do this or let's like, I'll walk the dog and you ride your bike. Like I'm, I'm very much with her, but I it, if she's like, blah, 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 like talking and singing and dancing or jumping on our trampoline or whatever it is, it's like, I'm, I'm perfect. I'm perfectly happy just watching her. <laughs> and I think she's, finally under understanding that like the way that I play with her is that I'm like I'm like the support staff <laughs> like, I'm not the cruise ship director like I'm not there like you know wildly like entertaining her <laughs> but that's taken a long time for her to kind of understand like this is how mom mommy plays because yeah like I I mean I I work while she's at school and 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 that drains my energy like a little bit so I I, so in order for me to be like engaged with her, I have to just kind of be present as um, and sh- and she's happy with that. Like she's never complained about it, but I think she's like now like gets it. Yeah, and then I, I mean I read like I mentioned earlier. I'm a I'm a big nerd. I have books all around me like right now. <laughs> I have a stack of books waiting for me to <laughs> read. Yeah, so it's just it's it's taking those quiet moments where I can sneak them in anywhere. <laughs> like if my husband is getting into something with my daughter, I'm, I'm somewhere else. Like, Ooh, he's got her for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> All right. I'm out. Like I'm over here doing this. <laughs> yeah. So I try and just sneak in like quiet moments where, wherever I can. I love that. That's such a, a good way to remind women that, they don't have to have that perfect Instagram like morning ritual or routine, you know. Sometimes it's just finding, like you said, 15, 20, 30 minutes, wherever that plays out in your day and just taking advantage of that um, rather than the Instagram zombie scrolling, you know, just doing something that really does recharge you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, do, I don't have a morning ritual. I know that's so like, that's the advice that you're going to hear, especially as an entrepreneur all the time. Like, well, you have to be getting up at 5 a.m. And I'm like, well, I'm sleeping at 5 a.m. <laughs> That's going to do more. To be up at 5 <laughs> and obviously I'm doing okay. Like I've been an entrepreneur for coming up on 11 years. Like you, you can make it as an entrepreneur without getting up at 5 a.m. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. I th- I think what you're giving uh, your examples as a as a parent as well as an entrepreneur, you know, it's okay to do things differently as long as you're you're doing things that are aligned with you and your energy and looking after your energy. And yeah. you know, society might have a, a certain vision of that, but most of the world doesn't for, uh, fit into that societal vision of how it is to be a, a parent or an entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's the thing is like there's so much advice out there that, yeah, I mean, you can try various things, but some of those things aren't going to work for you. And and for years, I tried to get up at 6 a.m. so I could get work out at 6 a.m. And I would just hit the snooze button for an hour. <laughs> and finally, I was like, this, I can't do this. Like, this is not me. I'm not a morning person. Like, my husband knows not to talk to me in the morning. It's a losing battle. <laughs> so I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, so, yeah, I just stopped. And I was like, okay, I'm going to work out at, like, 9 or 10 a.m. Because that's when I'm ready to work out and motivated to work out. 
right? And then what's great is that because you're not putting that expectation on yourself and um, increasing your low level stress, <laughs> it's actually you're enjoying it more. I did the same thing with, I tried for so, so long to love running because I thought that that was like the only thing you could do to get cardio and or to be like super healthy and I tried so hard and I absolutely hated it. I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm done, I'm tired of fighting and putting all that energy in the ex expectation. And you know, I haven't looked back, but the consistency I show on the yoga mat every single week is like, I'm so proud of myself and it has nothing to do with running, which is like win-win. <laughs> Yeah, everyone has their own workout that they gravitate to. I tried to run. It wasn't my thing either. Like, my thing is weightlifting. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have to find what al aligns with you, essentially. Yeah, like what you're not fighting to do, what you're not forcing yourself to do. Exactly. So I'm curious as well. Um, so what is your current focus, whether that be your personal or professional life? My current focus is just still continuing to build up this new audience of introverts um, because I am making this pivot um, from being a personal trainer to being a, a business coach. So um, yeah, so it's, it's I'm doing a lot of Facebook ads. I'm being consistent on Instagram and yeah, building a, a new audience. So I think introverts need to hear the, this message exactly that we're talking about tonight. Um, yeah, so that we can all together like emerge is my word. Yeah, rather than hiding in the shadows. So it's about it, it's a, I guess yeah. I mean, my focus is building my list so that I have an audience, but it's more about encouragement and giving hope to introverts. So it's more about spreading a message of hope. Mm, I think that's so needed, and it's so good to see other introverts doing different and interesting things in the world and really challenging that perspective people may have about introverts and the, the qualities that they have. So it's, yeah, that work is so, so needed in this world. Yeah. And yep. so, Sarah, you mentioned as well that you have a gift for the Find Your Focus um, ambitious introvert listeners. I do. So it's a, a free report, free download called um, Eight Simple Ways Introverted Entrepreneurs Can Attract Clients. And it's eight, again, simple ways <laughs> that are all about like managing your energy and keeping you organized so, and, and not necessarily pushing you out of your comfort zone, but doing the things that are aligning with you that spend your energy and time wisely. Yeah, so that's the free gift. Oh, that's amazing. Um, ladies, I will have that link as well as the mentions of the books that Sarah has um, included in this podcast. I'll have them in the show notes below so you can just take a look at that and connect with Sarah. Sarah, I, I know that you work directly with introverted entrepreneurs. So for that introverted, um, that introvert who is very ambitious and she does have that dream of being an entrepreneur, what would you tell her right now? Go for it. <laughs> that sounds cliche. So I'm going to say work on your mindset it, because you don't do that until you've gone so far down the journey um, that you're like, why am I hitting these roadblocks? Why am I hitting these obstacles? Oh, because it's all in my mind. It's it, And yeah, so it's like, well, that's not fun. Like I would rather 
you know, get to 10,000 followers on Instagram. Like, that's more fun. <laughs> so, yeah, like, do the, the hard, messy, yucky, like, mindset work that we kind of talked about, like, self-limiting beliefs, so that you can break through your own barriers, which will move you continually down that path to success. Oh, that is, that's such a good tip. Um, because when you do that, the the things that become available to you and the opportunities that become available to you after you start to make sense of those limiting beliefs and create new beliefs, those opportunities, those new opportunities are probably so different to what you originally had in the first place. And they have been expanded upon and there's, they're exciting and they feel so fresh. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing what's on the other side of fear. You know, like you don't even know what's on the other side until you've gotten there. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Sarah, it's been an absolute joy. Where can the um, our listeners, the Find Your Focus listeners, where can they connect with you um, on social, on the website? Yeah, so my website is introvertsemerge.com. Um, I have some blogs up there, but um, <laughs> information about my coaching programs too. Um, but mostly I'm on Instagram. So I'm at introvertsemerge. On Instagram. I'm also on Facebook under the same. So facebook.com slash introverts emerge. Those are my main platforms that I'm on. Fantastic. Ladies, all of those links, um, just as I mentioned before, are going to be in the show notes. So um, check them out. It has been an absolute joy to have you on and to, to just dive into all things introvertedness. Yes. Thank you so much. It's been fun. Thanks for listening to this episode. Hopefully I gave you the boost you needed to start your week. If it did, it would be appreciated if you spent two minutes right now to give this podcast a review on iTunes and then share the episode with an introverted friend who needs to hear this message. Your review will make sure other ambitious introverts who are struggling to find their voice and focus find this show and can receive the love and support we hope you felt today. Thank you. And remember, your perceived introverted weaknesses are your powerhouse.